Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. This is Luke Radowski of We Are Change, joined with Tim Pachette, the Liberty Advisor, where, of course, we're going to give me be giving you all the latest updates, social, politically, and economically, happening right now, March 28, 2020. And, oh boy, there's a lot of news, a lot of new cases, a lot of extreme circumstances and extreme measures being implemented right now. Now, if you remember, one week ago exactly, New York Magazine ran a piece titled, quote, Trump refused to order coronavirus supplies because big business complained. Well, Donald Trump has made a complete 180 degree turn on this. And he right now, as of moments ago, is ordering General Motors to make ventilators under the Defense Production Act, which has been activated and allows the federal government to take control of private business. Other states and jurisdictions are taking matters into their own hands, including it's like we will Los never be Angeles. we will never be a socialist nation. We are switching straight over to fascism. So yeah. <laughs> I remember I remember the day where like uh, you know socialism was always the, the big buzzword around right wing circles. And now it's the new norm. It's like, oh, yeah, a little temporary UBI, a little temporary handout for everyone. You know, let's help out all the mega banks and corporations on Wall Street. Just absolute insanity. A lot of changes happening very quickly. Now, now, now let's kick Thomas Massey out of the Republican Party. I mean, you know, he, the Republican Party, there's nothing conservative about the Republican Party. I used to be part of the Republican Party until I realized that they're basically like Communist Party light. And then you've got, you know, the uh, obviously the Democrat, the fake liberals over there are the, you know, the full on Communist Party. So two bad choices that we have to choose between, unfortunately. Well, well they're a different wing of the same corrupt uh, crack whore bird <laughs> that uh, right now is uh, implementing a lot of just crazy policies. But of course, everyone's trying to get a handle on this. We're seeing a lot of major decisions, a lot of major moves changed. We're trying to see uh, some government officials tackle this. Some of them are doing it very effectively. Some are doing it very ineffectively. There's a lot of disinformation, a lot of propaganda, including from the media and just regurgitating everything that the government is saying about masks. There's a lot of disinformation about masks. I went into full detail about that on um, any chance I get. Uh, and I showed the data on my main channel about that specific aspect. Masks do work. You can make them at home. They do make a significant difference. And I could, I could keep talking about this for hours. But let's just continue on to some of the other actions that are being taken by other jurisdictions all across the United States, like in Los Angeles, that promised to shut off water and power to all non-essential businesses that they deem non-essential, especially if they refuse to close. That's one way. Other companies are taking matters into their own hands, including Elon Musk, who is using SpaceX to start manufacturing hand sanitizer. That's a good sign to see private business on their own volition take charge in step of the situation and actually help out as much as they can by providing essentially important tools to deal with, of course, this crazy sickness that's going on there. Other major moves made by Donald Trump was also the fact that he allowed the Pentagon to now call back reservists and retirees. Now, as the number of troops uh, increases on the streets, all throughout the United States, we could also definitely understand that a lot of them will become infected with the sickness, especially in Rhode Island, where they are going door to door, hunting down New Yorkers. 
yes. I mean, I, to me, this plan is, is a little bit foolish. We need a lot of education. We need a lot of information. But to, to have soldiers go door to door, make contact with as many individuals as they can, have police officers and soldiers set up roadblocks and stop other people, make contact with them, and then go to sleep in close quarters in small buildings with other soldiers. It's a recipe for disaster. And also one of the reasons why the U.S. military recently announced that they will stop reporting the number of people who have this sickness that are in the u.s military as we're getting other information so it's like when they stop reporting all the drone strikes and then uh it actually was a conspiracy theory that there even was a drone program what until like 2011 or 12 and that's when they finally admitted there even was this uh this drone program but imagine if this was going on underneath obama i'm out here in arizona Every time I want to drive to San Diego, I've got to go through internal checkpoints. And I mean, I've had a gun pointed at my face for refusing to, you know, answer this. And this is, but you've got all the before before this whole crisis, right? This, oh, this is like probably 2012. You know, I refused to answer if I was an American citizen because, like, even if you, even if I was an illegal alien, you guys, Obama was just, you know, the had a DHS at the time so that they were they were helping completing the smuggling process. So it was all. It was not about trying to catch illegal aliens. It was about trying to keep all of the, you know, the tax slaves in line so that way they can eventually roll something like this out and see who would put up with it. Now, it's gotten a lot better where they don't really do that as much out here because enough people like me were pushing back on it. But, you know, this was, we're talking an M4 to my face. Uh, now they let me go like about five seconds after that. But, you know, this is, if you want, you know, the amount of tyranny you get is the amount of tyranny you're willing to put up with. And unfortunately, we've got a lot of, you know, a lot of sheep and they're willing to put up with a lot of tyranny and just look at, but, you know, it's Republican tyranny this time. So, you know, it's all good apparently Luke. yeah well my opinion is always take this seriously if you look at how troops have been utilized by other countries specifically in italy they're dealing with situations where they set up makeshift hospitals and also deal with a lot of the people that have passed away because of this sickness and they're using their kind of facility to do that in the united states well, and they, they, they know, you know something about fascism over there in italy so i mean just uh you know taking a yeah, page in their playbook but but yet again we have to understand this this uh, sickness doesn't discriminate whether you're in authority or not in authority. And especially if they're running around all around town, making contact with individuals, they're going to get sick. And already we're getting reports that two U.S. aircraft carriers in the Pacific have been completely taken out of action because soldiers have tested positive for this latest sickness on there. This, of course, is giving China what people are calling a free hand to the region, a region that's very contested, a region that has seen very aggressive saber-rattling moves between China and the United States made. And it's allowing China to now flex its total military muscle, as many people warned that we could potentially be on the brink of war. I talked about that again on the main channel, so I don't want to talk about that uh, too much. But again, the military is taking this seriously. Weeks ago on my main YouTube channel, I've been reporting that the U.S. military is preparing for continuity of government. Now we're getting more information about that as a U.S. military command is literally sealing themselves off inside of a bunker in Colorado, in the mountains, and will only come out when this latest sickness somehow ends or stops being as aggressive as it is infecting as many people as it is right now so a lot of you know information coming out and the military is taking this seriously which is one of the signs we've been telling people to take it seriously weeks ago 
But really, a lot of attention has been on China. A lot of idiotic attention has been on China with stupid conversations about whether we should call this the Wuhan virus or not. Again, that's a whole huge diversion uh, away from actually what's happening and from actually dealing with the problem and situation right in front of us. But again, one thing we have to understand about China is that this could have been all been prevented if China would have taken this seriously and addressed it seriously in a way that could have prevented the spread of this. China knew this was happening in late of last year. And what did they decide to do? Well, they first made sure that their military troops were quarantined away from the general public so their guys with arms could be ready to, of course, implement a lot of the bigger draconian measures that were implemented there. People being barricaded into their own homes, dying without you know lack of resources, journalists, doctors being arrested for telling the world that this was happening. And the only reason we, the world and, and, and everybody else knew something major was happening is because of the brave individuals that took risks that took a chance and got out information outside of the controlled Chinese censorship area, and they were able to warn the world that this was happening. Meanwhile, China lied through their teeth about and it. And meanwhile, now those people that those people who did risk their life, and a lot of them whisked away or disappeared, or, or they acted like, oh, we never tried to suppress that type of information. And then, you know, a little bit going back to the last story, I also read another story recently that uh, it was costing the Navy about $400,000 per flush is what it ended up working out, the math in that, because apparently after they flushed it so many times, you got to go through this whole like big acid wash thing or whatever. But we, apparently there's a whole fleet of ships that can't even run right now because of toilets. Uh, and, but it was all based upon how that they were initially designed and developed. So I'm sure, you know, whoever that was, I'm not sure which defense contractor it was, whether it's Northrop Grumman or you know, I don't know if it's Boeing does ships or whoever, but I'm sure they're going to be getting a big bailout to get, uh, you know, fix those problems as well. But, you know, it's, I guess it's a crappy problem to have that, you know, if you're a sailor on the seas, you can't be using ships. And, uh, and if you're a Chinese, uh, you know, and trying to get, trying to get this real information out, then you're going to be suppressed. And, and it's just, uh, you know, all this. And that's also assuming that this wasn't a bioweapon to begin with. And I'm not, I know you've been reporting and, and not necessarily, you're not making any wild accusations, but just off of, uh, you know, I'm so skeptical whether or not this was a bioweapon. It seems very, uh, you know, convenient that all of a sudden, you know, as all this is going down with protests all around the world, especially in Asia, that, you know, this is a pretty good way to clear people off the streets, a pretty good way to, you know, get people off, you know, the mind off of, uh, you know, trade wars and, uh, you know, and just look at all the draconian things that have been going on, not only in America, but just, you know, all over the world. This is basically a free pass for the globalists to, you know, bring in whatever tyranny. And it, I think it's a trial run, Luke, to see what people will put up with, because that's the tyranny you get. Do you get the exact amount of tyranny is what you are willing to put up with? And unfortunately, we're willing to put up with a lot, it seems. Yeah. China's involvement here should be definitely questioned since... Uh, again, a lot of the actions that they took made the situation that much worse. Also, on, on the other hand, actions by the United States that saw this coming didn't act properly. Also, uh, should have some burden, some responsibility and some criticism thrown their way. It looks like a lot of officials are taking it seriously, some more seriously than others. But the fact still lies that China lied. And, and it's it's astonishing to see people even being afraid to admit that fact that, that China plays an extremely big role in the spread of this virus and that they're not only lied, but they're continuing to lie as there's new photos emerging of thousands of urns of where 
Chinese people put the ashes of their loved ones in on social media erupting everywhere, which of course directly questions the accuracy of the numbers that they're giving. And the numbers that they're giving are absolutely ridiculous. The official story in China now is that they completely destroyed this virus, even though there's massive areas still quarantined, even though they had to still close down their theaters again. Uh, and the official story is that, you know, the line just flatlined. And the only new cases are the cases that are coming in from outside. And that's just completely unbelievable, defies the laws of basic physics, of basic science, of basic math, of basic any common sense. And they're trying to tell us that, yes, we're, we're back in production, we're doing well, and, and, and there should be a lot, a lot of criticism and skepticism on, of course, the central planners, the central controllers. And I think if you look at China, when you, when you really see them as the kind of central planners that they are, you really see how horrible of a system it is because of this situation that has been made that much worse by their idiotic, stupid actions. Let's just call it what it is. We're also getting conflicting stories about their patient zero, which originally was a gentleman that had no connection with bat soup, no connection with that wet market that that was told to go home, flew to another province that was patient zero. We're not getting conflicting information that patient, patient zero may be another person, a possible shrimp vendor in that wet market. But again, a lot is still unknown. There is only one level four weapons bio lab facility in all of china and it is also in wuhan where this virus came from i'm just saying so obviously a lot of developments that. continuing to come in about the latest crisis unfolding that is pretty extreme prompting other people to commit other extreme moves with even talk right now by the u.s president of possibly quarantining all of new york city and areas of Connecticut and New Jersey. In the world, Russia has taken more aggressive, uh, more aggressive powers as well, with them just recently announcing that they will be closing all of their borders this coming Monday. In South Africa, the situation turned uglier as police officers decided to just shoot a bunch of people with rubber bullets that were queuing for food. And obviously, with the situation deteriorating and becoming worse from here, this signals more of an economic problem for not just the United States, but also, of course, the world. With that economic financial problem looming, there's also other individuals who are profiting from it, like Jeff Bezos of Amazon, one of the richest people in the world, a man connected to U.S. intelligence agencies, does help the Pentagon with their needs, whatever they may want. They get it from, of course, Amazon and Jeff Bezos. And this is the same person that just sold off $3.4 billion of his stock right before the coronavirus collapse that is ensuing right now and will continue from now. Tim, you're the financial economic guru here. What do you make of this news and what else are you seeing as far as the economic news that you're keeping an eye on? Thanks, Luke. Well, there is no shortage of economic news. Uh, well, certainly going on and just like almost too much to keep an eye on here. But one of the things I'm looking at right now is if getting us into $6 trillion more debt doesn't matter, then why not 350 trillion? Why not a quadrillion? Why not, you know, 700 quadrillion? And, you know, that's a billion. That's a new word I made up, by the way. 
Go ahead. Okay. Copyright notes. <laughs> so we've got the, the law, the $2 trillion fiscal stimulus, also known as the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, or CARES Act, because they, they care about you, which gives the Fed the ammunition to issue up to $4.5 trillion in additional debt, a multi-trillion dollar helicopter credit drop, as Bloomberg called it, and officially launches not only helicopter money, or you know UBI, but the biggest wealth transfer in U.S. history, as not only will the Fed balance sheet double on short notice, but will also unleash an unprecedented spending spree, the likes of which not even Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez could even imagine. And I mean, just it just you know gets to me. You know, you think that if any Republican were, to, you know, if a Democrat was in there, the Republicans would be up in arms over all this stuff going on, but they're not, and they're not because everything is based on you know who's on what team, and you know this is all good for the people. And I think it was Tom. Massey, uh, and maybe later on I'll go to his Twitter feed, but he had something along the lines of, uh, you know, he's doing the math and all this stuff, and he goes, okay, so this is going to, you know, so so basically each family is going to, each family of four is going to take on about $67,000, $68,000 of new debt once the whole $6 trillion stimulus is, and I hate even using the word stimulus package, you know, crony capitalist giveaway. So as a family of four, which I've got right now, that is $67,000, dollars of additional debt burden we have to take on, but we're going to get back $3,000. Uh, now, I am a financial advisor, and so, but I don't have to be one to tell you that that's bad, bad numbers. I mean, I think anyone can realize that, that you know, things really don't add up. Now, right now, there is a treasury shortage. And, uh, and so what people are doing is they are, you know, running, you know, they want to run for the hills and run for what they deem to be safety. And I'll say that in air quotes. And so that safety is ramping into the U.S. dollar. However, the banks aren't wanting to even go to the repo market anymore, A, because they're not really required to even have any reserves anymore, which is, you know, gigantic news in and of itself that really wasn't covered. I know Luke and I covered it, but, you know, outside of outside of change the news over here, you know, very few people have even covered the fact that banks don't even have to hold on to your money anymore. But, you know, but who cares? Everyone, the, all the sheeple have been distracted by their stimulus checks that are coming. But if you want to make sure how to get your stimulus check, here's a way to do it. And then this article goes on to say individuals making up to $75,000 a year would receive checks for $1,200 with an additional $500 per child. The payments would progressively decrease for individuals making more than $75,000 with an income cap of $99,000. And, you know, for somebody, and I know you're not in New York City right now, but, for, you know, for somebody in New York City, you know, making seventy-five dollars to $99,000 wouldn't even be that big of a deal. And you're actually going to be pretty poor in that case. And so it's just, uh, you know, it goes to show you that, you know, it's a lot, uh, you know, politically expedient to be able to, you know, just demonize, you know, the quote unquote rich people when, yeah. uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of rich people who are in need too. I remember seeing a, a Twitter post recently, someone saying it costs $1,200 just to even consider an apartment in Los Angeles. And of course, you know, there's a lot of things that we can nitpick, but overall the bigger act here, uh, it, it's it's pretty devastating. It's, it's going to have huge ramifications. And I know a lot of people who are, you know, very happy that they're getting this $1,200. It's going to make the biggest difference. But overall, again, this is just chicken scraps compared to what Wall Street is taking away from everyone right now. And the bigger kind of bankster moves that are being made in front of our eyes that are not getting that much attention. Now, yes, there's a short of bullion, there's a shortage of condoms, of toilet paper, um, and we have to understand that this situation is common sense. Lots, nonsense. lots of, lots of, lots of common sense is in shortage these days too. I would have to exactly point out. lots of logic. You know, a lot of people are, are afraid. A lot of people are terrified. A lot of people are out of work, and we got the job numbers, the unemployment numbers, and they're really, really bad. But again, people need to understand we're still on the early precipice of this. We're still only just 
feeling some of the effects of this and the effects later on will be even bigger. This is why I've been, I've been telling people to prepare uh, ever since early February. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Be safe. Be smart. Take this seriously. Mainstream media was telling you it's just a flu. Don't worry about it. I mean, again, absolutely crazy situation. But as far as the, the economy is going, I see more of a bigger hit coming soon, in my opinion. Uh, what do you am I correct or incorrect on that? Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to wish that these numbers were only as bad as they were, uh, you know, next month. We're going to wish they're only bad as what's coming this month. I mean, I'm a financial advisor and I just started up my own uh, garden out here in the desert. I got an aeroponic garden that I can grow, you know, with 99% less water. And, uh, you know, I, something that I was doing before and but, you know, I was learning how to do this stuff before there was a calamity. So that way, in a situation like now, I would be prepared. Now, speaking of prepared. There is a revolver run. Banks suffer record $200 billion in outflows as frenzy companies draw down revolvers. So what this means in English, uh, you have companies that have credit lines that they have access to. And so uh, what they're doing is they are yanking those credit lines and putting them in the banks so before the banks can say, hey, you know what, your $60 billion credit line, uh, no, now it's only going to be $10 billion. So these companies want to make sure they have access to their cash. And so what they're doing is they're making sure they can pull their cash before the banks end up uh, you know, reneging on that type of offer. So as a result, as of last Friday, corporate borrowers worldwide, including Boeing, Hilton, Wynn, Kraft, Heinz, and literally thousands more had drawn down about $60 billion from revolving credit facilities this week in a frantic dash for cash as liquidity tightens. Now, uh, also moving on here to some of the other stories over here. So Trump is actually pushing right now to uh, basically there's a the Congress wants to have oversight of all these bailout funds. And uh, specifically, there's a $500 billion bailout fund. However, uh, Trump said that, you know, he doesn't really want Congress to do it, that he wants the inspector general to do it. And so, you know, again, if this was a Democratic president in there, which you know, I would say if. I mean, basically, the Democrats are communists and Trump right now is acting like what the Democrats would be doing. And, you know, I was a gigantic supporter of Donald Trump going in there. I mean, my daughter on his on his first my daughter was born on his first full day into office, or as I like to call it, the first day without Obama in there. And I was wearing a Trump shirt when she was born and reached over, you know, about two million people the week of the election from a standstill as a nobody to help Donald Trump win. But I didn't want him to. Then he goes in there, puts Jerome Powell in there, starts, you know, filling up the swamp. And, you know, who's one of the biggest swamp creatures that he put in there? Well, this is a perfect transition for this because that swamp creature is Steven Mnuchin. And so this right now is basically making Mnuchin one of the most powerful cabinet members in modern history. Or you might even be able to argue that he it's the most powerful cabinet member in history. I mean, just look at all the things we're doing. I mean, six, I mean, basically this this guy is responsible for $6 trillion going up, uh, you know, just for this, you know, quote unquote stimulus bill. And, you know, and then things are going so crazy right now that, you know, the market or different strategists out there aren't even giving targets on the S&P 500. And let me just give you a little secret. I mean, these guys have no idea what's going on when it comes to different numbers. And really, they're just, you know, pulling a, you know, they, you know, just a number out of out of thin air, uh, or maybe they're making drastic calls. And that way, if, you know, in the low probability that they're right, that they can then, you know, gallivant around CNBC and Fox business. However, now it's at the point where they're even giving up. And so, you know, I had given up trying to, you know, when clients would ask me, you know, what they should do with their money or not necessarily what they should do with their money, but what, uh, when clients would always ask me things like, Hey, uh, you know, where do you think the market's going to do this year or that year? And I said, as part of my, you know, on stage at Aaron Capoco, that there was a, just as good a chance I thought as a market going down 50% as there was going up 50%. And so I was invested in such a way where whether it went up more than five or down more than five, either direction, I was going to win. Now that is a more advanced strategy that if you don't know what you're doing, you should definitely not try to engage in something like that because, uh, you know, there's a chance you could actually lose 
a lot of your money if you don't know what you're doing. But you know, it was actually if you do know what you're doing, was probably one of the safest ways you could invest. And so right now we're only sitting down about five percent. But I'm not making this to be a commercial. I'm making this to be to say you know I do know what I'm doing when it comes to this sort of things because it is craziness and the market could go. The Dow could be at you know a hundred thousand you know a few years from now because the money might not mean anything if the dollar bill collapses. And so we're in a very precarious uh, situation. But Donald Trump wants to take advantage of the situation by having all of the coronavirus stimulus checks bear his name. And so that's, uh, you know, just, just goes to show you that, you know, as part of this, you know, election marketing ramp up effort, that if he can be the guy that, you know, uh, you know, quote unquote, saves the day, uh, so to speak, then uh, maybe he thinks that's going to help him in the reelection. I'm calling it right now. I think he doesn't have a uh, snowball's chance in hell of winning. And mind you, I had my grandfather who basically gave me an intervention in October of 2016 saying that I was nuts for saying that Trump was going to win. So I just want to be able to put that out there that, I mean, I was probably the first person to both say Trump is going to win. And then within, you know, probably, you know, two weeks, as soon as he picked Jerome Powell, I was like, that's it. This, this is, this is done. He's going to end up losing. You know, he's filling the swamp back up. He's bombing Libya. As soon as I seen him hanging out with Henry Kissinger saying, Hey, this is my really good friend, Henry Kissinger. He's going to be advising me on who I should put in here. People after Remember, Donald Trump kind of is, is an interesting figure. He classifies himself in his own words as a globalist and a nationalist. Uh, but so far, his actions are just typical globalists. There's some nationalistic actions. Uh, you know, let's not deny that. Let's not be like the mainstream media and just offer blanket statements here. But uh, on, on some aspects, he has been extremely pro-globalist with a lot of vision measures, especially with the military-industrial complex. But specifically, having Henry Kissinger in in there uh, on one of his first days, being pictured with him, you know, saying so many great things about Henry Kissinger. We have to remember, Henry Kissinger was a part of the person that's making the situation that much much worse, much, much worse right now. With specifically Kissinger and David Rockefeller being. He helped get Mao in there. Mao, Mao, I mean, he, Kissinger is one of the main yeah. guys who got Mao in there, and then he was, you yeah. know, greatly sad when he well, passed not away. Only getting yeah. Mao in there, but they opened up China to the world, and, and David Rockefeller, Henry Kissinger flew to China, hanging out with Mao Zedong. They liked them because they had shared goals and views. Uh, they were Wrong all with the big new Brzezinski and all the other yeah, characters. Yeah. And, and then they said, we're going to open up China, create a whole bunch of slave factory labor here while we get rid of the middle class in America and we're going to send every job there, everything that the United States pretty much depends on is made in freaking China, including medical supplies and medicine that we get from them, antibiotics uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff that this country depends on. And that is the most stupidest asinine move that you can make since, of course, you know, there's a global uh, war, an economic war happening between China and the United States for global hegemony that may turn into a hot war. And uh, to, to really, I mean, I mean, it, it's just perplexing to say the least uh, why there's so much worship of Henry Kissinger when there should be a lot of ridicule for him establishing us in this extreme situation where, of course, we have to prop up China and all the horrible things that they're doing. And we are too afraid. There's so many people afraid of even criticizing China because that's how how dependent we are. Yeah, I even even had someone in the military who they saw when uh, when is Kissinger still alive? I can't remember if he's still but one of the still still kicking there. I know there was, you know, quite a few of them that that passed away. But I remember had many meetings with Trump and just next to him like, yeah, Kissinger's great. We love you, Kissinger. I'm like, come on, you gotta be freaking kidding me. That's when I called it. That's when I said, don't have any optimism for Trump. He's gonna he's gonna do whatever other president. 
people were accusing. I mean, I mean, I was losing. Yeah, and people were accusing you of being, you know, Putin's son, and that you're, you know, on the Trump train. And I was getting made fun of for being on the Trump train. But we were probably two of the only guys who were, you know, I don't want to, you know, speak for you, but you know, that were, you know, especially relative Hillary, that I was, you know, very pro Donald Trump. But then immediately knew that he was doing all the wrong things and ushering in. And now I think he was trying to do good things, and I think he's necessarily globalist, but he's gotten through things that, you know, the. You know, they them those would only you know dream to have gotten in, in uh, you know during this time of crisis. And I remember seeing people in the military getting mad at me when I was posting stuff about uh, you know when I was you know you know what posting about uh, what's his name Kissinger. And I go, you guys do realize that there is a quote by Kissinger where it says something along the lines of that the military are just dumb effing pawns to be used in this global. Well, I asked chess Kissinger game. about that face to face one on one. He said the military men are dumb, stupid pawns to be used. Uh, dumb, stupid animals to be used as pawns for foreign policy. Uh, and that's a direct quote from him, according to Bob Woodward, uh, you know, the, the Bob Woodward of Watergate. And, and uh, Kissinger just freaked out when I asked him, what did he mean by that? Uh, that video is up on the main channel. Yeah. <laughs> you won't be able to find it. Maybe if you type in on Bing or another alternative uh, search engine, because Google won't let you find it. We are change Henry Kissinger. There's about five videos of me talking to him. But if there's going to be some, uh, there's going to be some scrutiny. There should be some scrutiny against China, Henry Kissinger, and the U.S. officials who never took this seriously and knew this storm was coming and profited off of it, and other people who made money off of this crazy insanity. That's my take on it. Yep, and I was able to, and I was able to find uh, that one of the Kissinger videos uh, using DuckDuckGo, uh, which is what my. uh, Oops, here we go. So this is when you confronted them receiving the Freedom Award. I do remember seeing that and. just have to know what where you get your pants to fit all those balls yeah. in there of doing all the stuff you're able to do. So. He gets the freaking Freedom Award? Are you are you kidding me? After what he's done? After the horrible policies he's well, implemented? I mean, that's when you know. 1984, you know. up is down, down, down is up. Are totally corrupt. Uh, that's my take on it. Anything else you want to say, Tim? No, I mean, there's there's some uh, big retirement changes as part of this as well. So, I mean, I'll just kind of quickly just rattle some of these off right here. So, it does show that required minimum distributions. So, although although all of you who are over age 70 and a half, uh, which actually it's really dumb. It was the April 1st after you turned 70 and a half, but then they just changed it to 72 back uh, two months ago. So, you guys don't have to take out any RMDs for this year. So, you're saved on that. Uh, if you want to make contributions to IRAs, that's been extended through July 15th, 2020. If you don't have somebody that can do that for you, I happen to know a guy. We've got a team of people that can help you out, including myself. And then also the 10% penalty for taking early distributions has been waived. And uh, the waiver applies between uh, January 1st, 2020 and December 31st, 2020. But I believe and now you can take out 100 G's as opposed to 50. And uh, the mandatory 20% withholding income tax for rollover distributions has been suspended. In addition, income taxes on coronavirus related distributions can be paid over three years. And uh, yeah, some other stuff. I'm sure some of these details probably still need to be worked out. Talk to your CPA, talk to your accountant, uh, talk to your financial advisor. And you know, this is not financial advice, but it is some just new information that is rolling out. So this is not, this is just a super high level overview of what's going on. And then uh, the last thing pointed out is that uh, a lot of people are using RVs as mobile bunkers. And that's something that even I've been trying to maybe contemplate doing. But uh, you know, that's, so you've got a financial advisor thinking about looking into RVs and growing his own garden. What does it tell you for, for you guys should be doing so you know i am over here walking the walk over here but you know i think we can make it through this together just uh you know really appreciate everybody watching these videos and uh, i think that's all i had to talk about today luke yeah yeah stay smart be smart look at all the different information from all different sources don't believe anyone but yourself grow garden be prepared for it all thank you again so much for watching stay tuned for more here on change the news channel